Hi everybody. Hello. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not just me and Kerry today. We have another guest. We have the lovely Sonia Matchett. And Sonia and I go way back mm-hmm. um, to our boys who are both now 23. Cameron's coming 24, 24 soon. 24, yeah. He was old for, his, yeah. mm-hmm. old for his age, remember? You yes. Yeah. Um, I was and one of the old ones for my age. Yeah. They July. went to primary school together. So we have sort of been in and out of each other's lives. Yeah. For, you know, since they were met, it was, was a long time, actually. A very long time. A very long time. <laughs> but I know old now, I know. <laughs> But I knew, <laughs> I knew that you have a story. Mm-hmm. And I knew that if you agreed to come on here, which we're very thankful that, you, that yeah. you have, that you, you will help people. Mm-hmm. Um, because you've been through it. I hope so. You have been through a lot, and we'll get on to that. But I think, initially... Tell us just a wee bit about you, um, where you grew up and stuff like okay. that. Okay, so I'm a bit of a blow-in into Bangor. I'm not a Bangorian. Not really so, welcome. <laughs> not welcome. Um, so born in Belfast, uh, left Belfast when I was five, moved to Hollywood. So spent most of my childhood and early teens in Hollywood and just like the normal teenager, got up to no good and yeah. learned a lot of lessons. Bull girl. Bull girl. <laughs> Very little to do on the streets of Hollywood, I'm afraid. Yeah. <laughs> kind of like the <laughs> but anyway, yes, moved to Bangor when I was 17, I think. Went to Bangor Tech, got my secretarial. Uh, Is that what you did? Yes. I didn't know And that. then I, my first job was in TAS, which was Tele Aerial Satellite. Okay. In Bangor for Sky. Was that on Abbey Street? No, or no, not Abbey Street? No. no, we were blue. Okay. And then I was only there for a year, and then I got into the bank. So I joined the TSB. Okay, very good. <laughs> and thought I was the bees knees. The bees knees. You'd made a, <laughs> had made a, made a good lifelong job. Absolutely. <laughs> but uh, went in as secretarial, you know, typing and all the rest of it. And what it. age were you then? So I was 18. Okay. When I joined the bank, right, um, and typical me, my uh, my attention span doesn't last <laughs> and uh, probably didn't appreciate probably the good job that I did have, and I decided to move to Glasgow, and moved to Glasgow for By yourself. Yes, okay. I had a cousin living you. there, so um, so went to Glasgow, worked hard, partied hard, mm-hmm. but you were only you were only young. Came home a bit burnt out and walked into a job. My friend worked in the education board and she got me in, got me an application form for a job in C2K, which was no one then as Classroom 2000, um, based in Asheville Boys. Mm-hmm. And I had gone to Asheville Girls School, so okay. it felt like I was sort of coming home. back to my old roots. Yeah. Um, From Belfast then? Yeah. Yes, Hollywood okay. Road. So, um... And that's where I met my husband. Yeah, the lovely Tim. The lovely Tim. And um, we were friends <coughs> probably for about a year and got on very well. We liked the same music. We always chatted. He was very, very, very shy. So it was me doing most of the chatting. Tim, um, Tim, Tim was the quiet man. He was very quiet. How old were you? So I would have met? been 21 okay. then. Yeah, still so young. Um, Can I pop in here mm-hmm. and say at that stage of your life, how would you have described your relationship with yourself? Were you a confident girl or, or? Yes, I would have been quite com. Well, yeah, no, I was. I, very confident, probably on the outside, probably a lot more going on inwardly that mm-hmm. I didn't really tap into. Yes. Very much a surface person at that age, yeah. just getting on with it. Put on a brave face yes. and, you know, yes. all singing, all dancing. Absolutely. Yeah. Always smiling, always sort of getting on with everybody. Um, was there any issues that you'd had about you know growing up in your teens and then to this early 20s stage oh definitely I've... there had been stumbling blocks without a doubt yeah um there were big things happened but do you know at the same time i cope with everything yeah you're, just you are of, a coper i you? sort of just got on with it yeah and learned my lessons as i went along the way yeah um and i didn't realize that actually until i got a bit older that i did grow within those situations yeah. as yeah. well um but then within sort of a year of sort of connecting with this lovely guy and work, we realised there was a bit of a spark and uh, we started dating and it was just, that was life changing. That's when I right really found... Right from the start with yeah, him, right, right when so. you began to go out with each other? Quite quickly. 
and you realized he was going to be your life partner going out with him i realized oh my goodness this feels very different had you had boyfriends in the past oh yes Yes. (laughs) oh yes (laughs) oh yes so she didn't hesitate there straight in (laughs) but nothing like tim right and um how was tim tim not the same as everybody else was just the most he was a very very um kind gentle um just very grounded Mm -hmm. consistent um and didn't give up on me because Mm -hmm. i did push a few times you know i did i was quite um i suppose at that age just testing him yeah you know, because of previous situations. Just to see so how much he cared. Yes. Yeah. So I would have pushed the boundaries a wee bit, but he stuck by me and the rest was history then. Well, from then, did you continue to work to stay in that job no. forever? No. So I left um, C2K then and I went actually back into the bank Okay. Um, as a temp and I worked in a branch in Yoma Road and it was just better. It was healthier, you know, than working and living with yeah, your, yeah, yeah. So your life partner. So that's you and Tim had moved in together. We had and moved in together. Okay. Yes. So that was much better. And then um, we decided to get married and have children. And Cameron came along very, very quickly. Yeah. After getting married, honeymoon baby. <laughs> um, and then I I stopped working for a while, and then just went back part time. Once Cameron was about, I don't know, 18 months. And then along came Ellie. <laughs> and then along came the whirlwind. Yeah. <laughs> He's almost 20. Yes. So there's four years between yes. her and Cameron. Yes. So I actually had a miscarriage between, In between. the two. Um, but Ellie came along quite quickly then after that. Yeah. And yeah, we just felt very complete as a family. And we just felt very content and... You Happy. know, yeah, and a lot of stuff happened. Ellie was born and Tim's father took ill, um, which was very difficult and such a lovely man. And, you know, that was very hard on Tim mm-hmm. at the time. But we got through it and there was we've had a lot of other there was other things that happened in Tim's family as well. But we seemed to get through everything and um the kids just grew up and we just and worked. At what, at what stage did you move to Bangor? So I moved to Bangor as a teenager. Right. But Tim was from East Belfast. Yeah. So we moved, our first house was in Ardvana in Conlake. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 So we moved there probably within about eight months of being together. Okay. And then was your next move the Sandringham? Next, Not uh, Sandra, Godfrey. 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 Godfrey's the party Love. house that I remember. I've been to a few Godfrey. gorgeous house and Love we had we had a few good wee yes. get together. And it's because the couple that we bought that house off, you you would know Nikki and Gareth Boyd. Oh, is that, yes. is that, is that who you bought that mm-hmm. off? We, and so I, I mean, Nikki and I would stay in I know you're a good, yeah, because yeah. I know Patrick's uh-huh. friendly And Cameron with... and Patty yeah, are good yeah. friends. And so just funny how things... I didn't realise you bought that off Yeah, then. yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and then of course Tim wanted... The bigger house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we moved to Marilyn, um, which was lovely. I mean, I have to say, I have no regrets I don't there. think I was ever in that house, but I grew right. up on more Mo- 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 Drive. Drive. So I, knew, right. I know exactly where you were talking about. That's right. I forgot about that. Yeah, just down the bottom. So Marilyn was lovely. It was a lovely home and a lovely area to raise kids. Very, very quiet yeah. and handy to have the kids. Yeah, you can walk in the town and whatever. Stuff. So that was basically That was that. that. So now mm-hmm. we're going to touch on really what, happened that was mm-hmm. the pivotal mm-hmm. moment in your life mm-hmm. and I don't know if you just want to tell the story or mm-hmm. if you want me to preempt it in any way because it is it's a hard so tale to tell. I'll let you maybe do we introduction if you don't mind. Well <laughs> three years passed there just at the start of COVID in mm-hmm. March 2020 Sonia lost him um in really quite dramatic way mm-hmm. um Basically, he went out for a walk, as he always did. And I don't want to upset you. I'm no, just no, 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 no. <laughs> Look, I'm broke. Oh. Tears are good. Yeah. Tears are good. Um, and really very, very sad. He just yes. went out for a walk and he hadn't come back. And I'm crying because I knew him. Yeah. Uh, 
scary spook. We and watched, I can't, I can't, we watched I can't even tell the story properly because I don't really know yeah. it, so I don't want yeah. to not do him justice. But well, I think, I think the turning point for you was that he was gone. Yeah. And that he... Went out for this walk, yeah. you and... Was it just you and your own went out to look for him or did Cameron go no, as well? No, I didn't go out to look for him. So, um, basically what happened was it was a normal evening in our house. It was approaching... Actually, lockdown had happened on the Monday. Yes. And Tim was director of C2K by this stage. Yeah. So, he was putting a lot of things in place for kids um, coping with being at home and... Homeschooling and all that sort of stuff. So he was trying to make sure that every child had an iPad, that they, that all the child protection was in place, that all the... Everything was, you know, ready oh. for these children mm-hmm. to be safe at home. And learning. Working and and learning yeah. and being able to work towards exams yeah. and all the rest of it. And he was so passionate about that and so passionate about helping and making sure that children were safe. That was his big thing. Yeah. So he he was so, you know, in, nearly enjoying this because he knew that there was nothing he could do to change it. He was really getting his teeth into so it. So he just thought, this is the situation we're in. Nobody can change this, so this just get on with it. Yeah. So he was very, very driven. And so it, he went into work on the Monday as normal and came home about four o'clock on the Monday afternoon and that was it. He was working from home after that. Yeah. And so our, you know, he would get up in the mornings at about six. He had his first call at, I think, quarter to seven in the morning or quite early. And I was just providing food, cups of tea. Yeah. Oh, it's like <laughs> and making sure that he was okay. And um, this is the way we were. And I think we were actually quite enjoying it. Yes. You know, I did too. I quite yeah. enjoyed the whole yeah. just you know, taking a step we away We were always from... like passing ships in the night. Never had time for each other, and all of a sudden, here he was in the house. All and, the time, you know, together. he was just—he was so happy, just you know, knowing that everything was going smoothly. So Thursday, normal day, um, we had dinner on the Thursday tea time. We lit the fire as we always did. We sat down. We had a cup of tea. It was actually quite funny. A cup of tea. This was actually hilarious. <laughs> so Tim made him and I a cup of tea. And our daughter, Ellie, was sitting there and said, why did you not make me a cup of tea? <laughs> and he said, because I refuse to make you a cup of tea because your cups of tea are so disgusting. Return me. Because at that stage, Ellie would have had so much milk in her tea. Oh, it was just like a and big Tim cup of warm just, milk? It actually turned him. Oh, that so turned me I said, oh, Tim, that's cruel, for goodness sake. You make know, you can't not make the child a cup of tea. And I said, I'll go and make you a cup of tea, Ellie. So I got her a cup of tea. Oh, but anyway, oh. that was just Tim's sense of humour. Yeah. You know, he was dry. and He was dry. You know, so, and him and Elliot had this wee bit of a sort of, it wasn't an argument, but it was just very typical of their relationship. Yeah. Um. So then I had said to him, because he, he, he had said, I think maybe once in the evening, he felt sick. And I said, why don't we just go and get some fresh air? You've been stuck in that office all yeah. day. And he said, well, I want to go out for a proper walk. Because he had, I, I, <laughs> just a bit of I remember you saying that he had got into the habit of going for yes. these big walks. Because he had lost so much weight. He had, yes. He had started to take much more of a focus on not to lose weight. But just his health. health. His health in general, mental, physical, getting the balance with work the whole and home life. And he was doing so well. And oh my goodness, he was a different man. Yeah. So... And I was like, what do you mean you want to go out for a proper walk? <laughs> what are you saying about me? Like, you and the dog will hold me back. I want to go out. And I said, right, that's fine. I'll take the dog oh, out. you go on your walk. <laughs> so that day, Tim had just had a new mobile phone delivered for me. I'd never had an iPhone. So I was like, oh, I've got Delighted an Delighted with yourself. So um, as I was going out the door with the dog, he ran out into the hall and he said to me, you forgot your phone. But he passed in my new phone. So... I had no contacts on it, nothing. Right, right. And I said, I think he put Facebook on it and I had my messenger. I think that was about it. So anyway, I said, right, I'll go for a walk. I'll see you back here shortly. So away I went. Now, do you remember the wee saying when you were growing up and you used to think, oh, this is a wee walk in the park? Yeah. Well, that's come into my head so many times since this night. So I went from a walk in the park and with the dog, with the dog Ruby, my very special Irish setter. Yeah. And 
I was coming back up, coming back up the path oh, as if to come home. And I just said, Ruby, you haven't done a poo. Mm-hmm. I said, we're going back. We're <laughs> so keeping walking. I went back. I, I actually did an about turn and went back across the bridge. Yeah. And as I got across the bridge, I could see Tim coming down from towards the bowling green. Uh-huh. And I just knew. Or something. Instinctively that something was wrong. He looked as if, you know, he had maybe had a couple of pints or... A bit staggering. It was a wee bit staggering, slightly. And I said, Tim, are you okay? And as he got closer, he started to talk to me and he told me he wasn't feeling well. He felt sick. And he got closer to me and he just put his hand on his chest and he said, and I've got this awful pain in my chest. And that's the last words he spoke to me. And he just staggered off and he got to the edge of the duck pond in Moor Park. And he just went down like a sack of spots. But the only way I can describe it was everything went into slow motion. Mm. For me, he staggered really, really slowly. And he went down really, really, really slowly. But I was told afterwards that that's how your brain processes when something really bad is going to happen. So I thought he had gone down quite slowly, but actually his face was a mess. Absolute mess. And I got to him and I could tell he was taking his last breath. Could you, Sonia? Yes. uh, I mean, I, I, I saw him take his last breath. Yeah. And I was screaming at him because I couldn't get the phone to work. Yes, because you were, yes. And I was going, I can't get this phone to work. And I just started to scream. Mm -hmm. And I screamed and I screamed and people just came. And within a short time. Because you had that lovely angel that came from the doctor guy. Oh my goodness, the girl, the midwife. Was it the, uh, well, yeah, because there was a, someone came with the. Oh, the the defib. Yeah, yeah. That was the neighbour on Moor Drive. Yeah. He ran and went up to the bowling green, got the defib. A girl came, did CPR. There was so many things they happened just came. that night. And Probably I will blur. never forget the people that surrounded, not just me, but surrounded me, Tim, and our kids that night. Yeah. The police officers, the paramedics. Um, it was a very surreal experience. Almost like you were outside of yes. yourself looking You just in. leave your body yeah. and because it's the only way you can cope. Yeah. And I don't think you return until you're ready. Yeah. And I think I left That's my body nice for a very long time. Putting it, actually. Yeah. And I think it's just your your body's way of protecting itself. Yes. You just can't process everything at once. Yeah. It's impossible. Um but we had the, we had the most amazing people around us and continued to have the most amazing people around us. And still do. Yeah. Yes. You said that to us right from the start. Yes. You know, the friends and the people and just... Still do. I mean, I feel personally from that moment... Now, we did get him back. Yeah. Um, it was over half an hour later, we got him back. The hands started to move. He started to breathe. The elation was just... I mean, mm. the girl was doing CPR because the defib was saying no sign of life, stop. So the police were going to call it on, in the park. And this girl kept going. And this girl said, I'm not stopping. And next thing, his hand moved. He started to breathe. Got up with shivers. They got him into the ambulance. He was pretty stable at that stage. Um, they got him to the Royal because of lockdown. I wasn't able to go in the ambulance mm-hmm. with him. Um, and that's basically where the nightmare really began because yeah. um, it was the lack of contact with him. He was on his own. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what breaks my heart, that I wasn't with him. I wish now I had done that wee bit differently. I what, wish now... What could you have done differently? I wish now I had kicked and screamed and said, put me yeah, in full... In a bag, like just, put yeah. me in full PPE, whatever yeah. that stuff's called, and I will not leave this hospital. I will just stay here and... Yeah. Do you know what, though? The he needs still, to be with your kids, too. They yes. probably still wouldn't have let you anyway, so... I know. It's what ifs, isn't it? It's the what ifs. But I think... He knew you were there when he needed you. Oh, my dad, my dad was with me and on two occasions he was brought out after having the stents put in um, and I spoke to him and my dad said he knew he could hear you. Mm -hmm. He responded, I could see his breathing changing and then I wasn't allowed to with him when they took him into ICU and I pleaded with the doctor before we left the hospital, please let me see him. Because I think I knew I was never going to see him again. Yeah. 
and the doctor let us in for five minutes. With the kids? Did the kids get in no, too? They weren't no, allowed to hospital no, they were at home. all? They were at home. Did they ever like become awake after no. that? He no. He was never conscious. But dad again said when I was talking to him in ICU, dad said he definitely heard you, Sonia. He yeah, definitely heard you. Apparently you've the last you've, you've got to believe that. Yeah, absolutely. And I know you're a spiritual person. Absolutely. So, you know. But I think I always knew I was going to lose him, but I tried not to lose hope for him. Yeah. But I think I knew. I think I knew in my heart he was just giving me more time. Yeah. Yeah. You had to process it. Just to. The... I just felt we had those couple of days. And I know it was a waiting game and it was, it was, it was torturous. I mean, it was horrific. But at the same time, we had just that wee bit of time. The process, like Just to sort of take it all in. And then when we lost him, the reality, I don't think you feel it. Just numb? You're numb. You don't feel the reality. Did you feel that you had to go into protector mode for the yes. children you you go into a mode where you shut down i think a certain amount of yourself and you go into arranging the funeral yeah talking to the minister I, I, yeah. going through all those practicalities um getting through the funeral mm-hmm. i mean we were 10 people at the funeral you know no contact with anybody um my dad and i Taking Tim to Roselawn on our own yeah. and leaving him at the gates of Roselawn. Yeah. All oh. that is very hard oh. to process. But there was also something very special about it. Because it was private and it was just you. Because the 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 funeral directors were absolutely fantastic. Mm. And when we got to Roselawn, I can't remember the girl's name, but you know her. Sarah. Sarah. Yeah. She yeah, was amazing. She's amazing. Yeah. And they got out of the car. We'd already done a wee that brought Tim home because okay. he never got to come home. He didn't, yeah. yeah. And she had fo- Sarah had phoned me the night before the funeral and I said, I want to bring him home. I just want... You want him in the house? Here? No, no, no. I wanted him. I didn't want to bring him into the house. I didn't want that memory for the children. Yeah. But I wanted to bring him home. Mm-hmm. And we just brought him outside and it was the most surreal experience. There was... Quite a lot of people on oh, the street. Yeah. On the morning of the funeral. And after the funeral, we just brought him home. And then Dad and I followed the coffin then up to Roselawn. And Sarah got out of the funeral car with the driver. And they were crying. <sighs> because they just thought, this is so cruel. Yeah. What these people are having to go through. Yeah. And Sarah said to me, look behind you. And I turned I around and there was this huge rainbow. How lovely is that, Sonia? That was a sign though, wasn't it? And I remember thinking, you're not in there. Yeah. yeah. You're with me. You're, yeah. Always. Always. And it was a very special moment for my dad and I because only him and I experienced that. Yes. And we'll never forget that. Yeah. And I remember, you know, just standing at the gate trying to just get a glimpse of that coffin until it, I couldn't see it any longer. And Dad and I get into the car, we didn't utter a word. But that rainbow followed us the whole way home. Yeah. And it's things like that, that you, that must, as you just said, stay in your heart. Oh, you'll never forget those. As being yeah. things that are signs from Tim. Absolutely. And you hold he's on always to that. here. Absolutely. I mean, I think, you know, you obviously had to do what you had to do for your kids at that time as yeah. well. I mean, we Ellie was only 16 That's then right. and Cameron was only 20 That's or not, right. you know. Yeah. And very young to have to deal with the loss of their dad. Mm-hmm. So you must go into that sort of autopilot mode, you know, yeah. to make sure everybody's okay. But, but it's funny because at some level, I think there was a slight role reversal for a short while. That the kids look after you. Because, and I, I'm not saying that that's right. No, but... It's right for whatever happens but in your I own circumstances. I think I was so exhausted mm. by the shock and then dealing with the funeral and dealing with all of that and then dealing with all the practicalities afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I just completely collapsed. I was so tired mentally and physically. So I would go for a lie down and the kids were worried sick about me because I, you know, I went from being this Happy mum. Yes. And you and you are life. a cup half full person. Yes. You know. To being this... Broken almost. Just a zombie. Mm-hmm. A shell of who I was. Yeah. 
So they sort of rallied round me. Oh. And, you know, I would go for a lie down and I would get up and Ellie would have cooked a curry or oh. Cameron would have had a meal ready or they would have put a wee wash on. They kind of came into their own as adults almost. And I was like, oh guys, you didn't need to do that, you know. Yeah. But at a certain level, I did keep things going. I still did the shopping. I still, Kept you know, had to keep things, things yeah. ticking over. But there's only so much of it that I can remember. You know, because I think I was so detached from me. Mm -hmm. As you said before, you 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 had left yourself. I feel that in Ward Park. Absolutely, I feel that part of me died with him. Yeah. And well, I can remember the first time that Carrie and I came to see you, which was I think last August or something like that, mm -hmm. which was two years into the right. end of the journey, and mm -hmm. the first time we met you, it was very emotional. That's right. And then by the time. I come to the end of September or whatever it was, you know, I could see glimpses of yes. you starting to come back. Can you remember? Yeah. I mean, I don't want to undermine those years. No. But I think what's important for the listeners to know is when did it start to not change? Because I know you and, and you've actually even said to us this morning that Tim is always yeah. in your heart. But when did you begin to feel that your head was coming above a wee bit? I think a big thing was selling the house. Yeah. So selling the family home um, and finding... And that was a year this, ago, wasn't it? Was that, that a year ago? We moved two years ago. Two years ago so okay. we moved in 2021 mm -hmm. okay. initially. Um, and it was just a complete fluke how we found this house here yeah. in Bally Home. Because Tim had actually looked at, been, at, at the, at the had, drawings for these houses, well, hadn't he? We started off across the road. Yeah. And well, you did actually buy that one. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> She's got hundreds of houses. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Absolutely not. But there was a lot of healing went on then. Yeah. And then I was in that house probably about six months and I hit rock bottom. And I had a bit of a, a Break crisis. Down. yeah. And I think it was just, I was so physically exhausted from doing the house move yes. then. You know, death, house, house move, move, all of that. You know, yeah. they're, they're the, the, the big, big things. Big the biggest. And in life, yeah. for the first time in my life, I was making all these decisions on my own. And I can only, yes, I, I would imagine that must be really that hard. Because really as much hard. as we're all about equality, yep. men do do a lot of the mm -hmm. flipping bills oh, and, and stuff. And, you know, who, yeah. Yeah. Oh, and you Tim know, was very much that. Yes. Yeah. But it wasn't even that. It was just having someone to bounce off put and have an opinion. You. And, don't want to yeah. put the bins, you know. It's, it's those stupid uh, practical things where you're like, absolutely. Well, Tim used to do that or absolutely. Tim used to do that and it sort of brings you back. It does. It does. But do you think you had to have that breakdown to have I a do. breakthrough? I yeah. think that was the, the that was the turning point. Yeah. So the so pivotal time was the breakdown. January 2022 was a big turning point for me because I hit rock bottom. I spoke to a trauma counsellor and it was one, I had one call with a trauma counsellor who works with paramedics and yeah. people that have seen and it was a it was a very interesting conversation mm -hmm. because basically he was able to tell me yes I'm here for you if you need to talk to me but he said I think you know what's I think you know how to self-counsel how to nearly Process. bring yourself out of this right. he says I think you're you're capable of that right. and as soon as he said that to me I thought can do this. So did that give you a wee bit of power? It nearly made me realise I'm stronger than what I think I am. Yeah. And it's up to you. You know, always. mentally and physically, I felt completely broken. And then I just started to look at life just a wee bit differently. Did you? I started to think I can't exist anymore. And that's what I've been doing. I've been going through the motions. I've been keeping everything sort of going for me, the kids, for Tim's memory. And that was two years, two and a half years, two years and a few months after Tim had passed. So that was, yeah. That's not that long. No, yeah. no. That was coming up to the second anniversary. Yeah. So I thought, I have to live. Yeah. So once I, once that sort of flicked in my head, it was a very gentle process. Yeah. It wasn't like, oh, here we go. No, it's yes. all I'm, like I'm all happy. Yeah, yeah. It was a very, and I just started to look at things a wee bit differently. Um, and I tried to, you know, when, when something really good happened in my life, I tried to cling on to that. Mm -hmm. To look rather, for the good 
rather than the bad yes or the sad yes. or but yeah so i tried to really home in more in the positives and this is tim this is what you would want us to do and we're exactly where you would want us to be and, yeah. and you, you always all felt these there and... positive things and then i moved again then last may mm-hmm. into the house and i'm just across yes. the road yeah and this is the actual style of house that tim had been looking at yeah. <laughs> and was, I, was that a deliberate move on your part no. I mean, obviously you like obviously you like the house as well i did and the estate agent penny penny smith mm-hmm. um who had organized the other move for me told me about this house i said absolutely not am i moving again but actually she said you need to come and see this house oh let me if you see this house you wouldn't be able to i walked in and i knew yeah i'm gonna live here this is where i'm supposed to be now this is this this, this this is the place to plank mm-hmm. my bum. This is where I'm <laughs> going to be good. And there's the piece of the sea view. Um, a wee bit more space for the kids. And it just felt so right. It just felt right. It Isn't really it funny did. how we know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and they do say, you know, that when you walk into a house, you know if it's yours or not. Yeah. But even that Tim had looked at these and that was, you know. I feel Tim directed you here. Guided me here. Yeah. He was your guide in that, mm-hmm. in that sense. So you 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 broke down your breakthrough, mm-hmm. and in this past what is it eighteen months? No, not even eighteen months. No, eight I'm months here. Or... I'm here a year this month. Yeah, and then I saw you last summer, you and yeah. Carrie yeah. last yeah. summer. Yeah, because I felt now I just need a bit of direction. Yeah. You know, I feel like I'm going somewhere, but I just know that I don't really know where I need to be going yeah. for me. And at that time, the plan was get back to work. You know, yes. get this bit of structure back into yeah, my yeah, life. Having that plan. Yeah. And I wanted that. And I wanted to have those goals set in place. And if I made them, I made them. And if I didn't, I wasn't going to beat myself up. Yeah. yeah. Um, Because I'm not going to be hard on myself anymore. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I yeah. think life has been hard yeah, enough. Yeah, you need to give yourself some grace. So and now, just there's been a few other wee things that happened yeah. in life that have prevented me from going back to work. That's okay. Like what I would have took, but that's okay because my focus needs to be elsewhere. Yes. Um, and I will get there. You know, because I can't see me never going back to doing what I did before Tim yeah. died. And you will be guided there too. Absolutely. When he was so proud of what I did. Yes. He loved the way, he used to see a client come into the house, I always remember, he would say to me, my goodness, that woman came in tonight and she just looked so tired and she left, she was floating. Just for the oh. FYI, Sonia mm-hmm. does reflexology mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, so whenever you begin to practice again. Yeah, well, and Tim could really see that, yes. you know, and I also had started sea swimming um, and oh, he yes, loved the fact that I did not see something and I'm oh, still yeah. trying to do that as well. and uh, in some ways that probably has saved my life too at yeah. some level because for the mental yeah side of things um but I think it's a it's it's a combination of a lot of lots stuff. of uh, you can't just pinpoint one thing and say right that was the yeah yeah you know I think yeah. that uh, from the very beginning I always remember saying to my sister I won't lose hope yeah, well, you've just said that that's the word that's been with you the whole way through the this. The whole way through. And I have a little stone. You need to stone. get that tattooed on I have your... a, Well, I have a little stone that says hope on it and it's out in the garden. Oh. And I used to just have it at the back door and I just would keep looking at it. Yeah. Um. Even for you to have the presence of mind for that to have been there, even in the darkest days. Yeah. You know, I don't... Sorry, I'm just checking this hasn't gone off. Again, <laughs> Still you know, on for now. Where's that? Still on. Hair. <laughs> um, the fact that you had sort of the the inner knowing that yeah that that was a word that you needed to cling yes. on to because it's, I can just imagine you know yeah. how easy it would to have stay been there. and I know you did go down a hole yes but it would have been so easy to stay there oh absolutely and to think there is no hope absolutely there's no coming back from this I just need to keep it together for the absolutely. kids and as, as far as I'm concerned I'm done if someone and Tim would have hated you oh, to do that Tim oh would have God. been so angry he would have been angry with yeah. me but you know if someone could have shown me just a wee glimpse of my life now yeah. and where yeah. I am now yeah. and if they could have just given me that wee snapshot 
in March 2020. Of, you know, of where it was going to progress to. I would have been so angry with myself. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. Because how dare I be happy ever again? And that's why, in hindsight, sometimes looking back, you actually needed that time. That was your time. You do the healing, and that's what I would say to people. You know, yes, people can guide you, and people not give you advice because I don't think people can give you advice in a situation like that. You know, but you really need to just work through it on your own. You need to listen to yourself. You listen to yourself. Yeah. And try and encourage people around you just to let you do that. Yes. yes. And because that can be hard, I'm sure, because I'm sure you had lots of people yes. telling you exactly yes. how you should be thinking. Yes. And yes. as you just said, I, I would say even a person who's been through exactly the, 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 the same as you yeah. will not have reacted no. the yeah. same as you well, and will not it. have grieved the way you, gr- exactly. you have grieved. And like you and were saying, Alison, there, like even before you kind of praise for well done for getting over it and for getting on with yes. life when actually yeah. you should be kind of yes. praise for feeling your feelings yes. and letting yourself feel the, the anger the pain the fear I think the loss it's what, what so I important because if you don't it will come back to bite you I think yes and I feel that I gave myself that time and I allowed myself to grieve but I also allowed myself to have happy times yes. in between that as well yeah. don't get me wrong you know like in the summer after Tim passed away my friend Claire and I went off to Port Rush for the night and then we went to Donegal for a night just had a good time and I remember being genuinely happy yes and I remember genuinely there's a photograph of the two of us you on Facebook where and I am genuinely smiling yes and it's not a forced smile yeah I'm in good company I'm enjoying myself but the next day I was in tears yeah you know so it's it's holding on to the really good moments and just going with it. You work through the motions of it almost. You don't know when it's going to hit you. Yes. Grief and is how, just... How can you though? You can't. Grief yeah. just trips you up. I mean, mm-hmm. I used to find shopping really hard because Tim took Actimels and he ate kiwis and I don't eat kiwis. Or re- well, I, I actually buy the Actimels now because <laughs> I've started taking them. But I remember that used to break my heart in the supermarket yeah. thinking I'm never going to have to buy those again. Yeah. And the kiwis used to give me panic attacks. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I can understand <laughs> that yeah, completely, completely because it's just like, it's Tim yeah. sitting in a fruit bowl. Yeah. Exactly. You know. Ex- yeah. And I had visions of him cutting his kiwi and eating his yes. kiwi. Yes, everything it's, is just a memory. It's not the, it's the simple, simple things that will always trip you up. Yes. Yeah. When you least expect yeah. it. A smell, a voice, someone's smile. That you know, I've had occasions where you know a man's been walking along the beach and he walks like Tim. Mm-hmm. Tim had a very, very specific walk. Mm. <laughs> so when you see someone that maybe had you know this man and he was walking a red setter, and my friend Andre had seen the same guy and th- and thought exactly the same. Oh. So you know, it's those way to the mind. Those the left field times yes they catch you unawares yes. yeah. and that will probably happen right through life yeah you know they won't they won't ever go away but you know, nice. in easier. a way that, yes. that you get these wee it is you know i'm glad Dances. now you can look at a kiwi fruit without wanting to exactly you know, that's, that's but i just feel <laughs> that you know for me tim's loss will never ever fully heal I'll never... Well, that just shows, I think, the depth see of this, the love you have get over it. each other. Yeah. Does, you know, you don't get over no, it. No. And you, you learn to live with you it. Sh- you yeah. learn to move forward. You don't move on. Yeah. You move forward. You move forward into your new way of life. Yeah. You know, Probably as a different person, slightly as, a, as well. As like, a different you know, person. Like but you do you. get a bit of yourself back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because at the beginning, I thought... I'm gone. Yeah. You know, this, oh, is, yes. this is a new life. I'm never getting me back but you do you do you do start to get bits of yourself back again but yes there's a lot of different different you know yeah i I looked in the mirror after tim died i didn't recognize myself yeah i just looked and went you've gone who who is that physically i just looked different my face had just dropped yeah you know i just looked well it was shock probably but i I think i think a lot of what you have been through people can apply to stuff that hasn't been the horrificness of what you've been through. Mm-hmm. You know, people who have just, are just maybe struggling. Yes. And l- l- they can see that, that there's always a way out. And there's the thing, always hope. There's always hope. And the thing for me is, there was people going through a lot worse. You know, 
it took me it took me a while to realize that because you're so engulfed in your own pain Mm. but there's a pecking order to grief 100 percent you know to lose a child to lose you know and that gives you strength when you can see that a mother loses a child or a father loses a child and they get up and they keep going with it well if they can do it i can do it yes you know so it's funny the way the mind works isn't it and how it actually operates to help you yeah yeah you know if you allow it to well i don't know whether i don't know whether you remember but not long after tim passed away there was that dreadful accident um at quigley's point in donegal oh god where the mother lost her husband and her two children yes now that was a huge i had to really home on him home in on that lady and imagine what where she was at i was thinking oh my goodness and that lady is a nurse in the Alton McGelvin, has gone back to work and you know, she's done interviews on local radio around in a show and everything and she is an absolute inspiration. Yeah. You know, so there's always somebody worse off than yeah. you. And I think when we're in our depths of despair, we can't sort of always look at that, but you will get strength from other people as yes. well. And you'll be able to give strength to other people who are coming up behind you. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I definitely think that you probably do that without even knowing that you well, do. I hope so. And I don't mean to people that that have lost people. I just mean to friends who yeah. are perhaps yeah. going through a hard time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then, then they go, look at Sonia. Yeah. You know, if she She's can be, if, it, if yeah. she can kind yeah. of get to this point in, in her life where she has found a happiness, yeah. then yeah. we can. And I think maybe that's what we hope yeah, that absolutely. this will get through to people who listen to the podcast is that... You know, you do get to a stage in your life where you just think, oh, I'm just coasting here. There's not much yeah. happening. I don't feel great. I don't feel like there's much to live for. Absolutely. You know, and I think you're living proof that there always is. And life is hard. Yeah. Even, you know, life on its own is hard. Yeah. You know, especially at the minute financially for people, mm-hmm. for in so many different ways thing. for people. But I personally feel that if you're open to it, the right people will always come into your life. Yeah. I moved in... To this wee development here in Ballyhome, I have met the most amazing people. Yeah. I've got the most beautiful neighbours yeah. all around me. Yeah. Genuine, lovely people. Yeah. Yeah. And I had lovely neighbours where I lived before. But I think just because I, it's a change, we're all about the same age. Yeah. We have good fun. Yeah. We have good crack. Oh, that's lovely. The and community, isn't it? Like, it is. Yeah. And I never feel on my own. Yes. Yeah. Which is so great. And obviously you, the kids you know, have been here. Yes. And Cameron's doing his thing yeah. now in London That's and they're right. both a credit to you. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and 100%. Tim would be beyond proud of the pair of them. Absolutely. As he would be of you. And my kids were the main instigator yeah. for getting myself sorted out. Yeah. For moving I, I forward can, I can, life. I can understand how that You would. have to do it for them, if not for yourself. Yeah. Because let me tell you, Tim would have kicked me from here to... <laughs> Kingdom come if you hadn't been letting that. <laughs> you know, because... You know, I often thought at times, how would he have coped if it had been me and not him? Mm. And the the kids and I have chatted about this and Cameron thinks I probably would have coped better. Yeah. I think. I think women do. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. But personally, I don't know. I can't answer that question. I I just don't know. He was a coper. Tim was a glass half full person as well. Yeah. Um, very much a doer in life. Never complained. Easiest man to live with. Oh, the loveliest guy. And as you, as you said, oh, like a very quiet but dry, 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 very dry <laughs> sense of humor. Dry as a bone. Yes. Very <laughs> dry, dry sense of humor. And it was that thing before, and I think you and I have discussed that is that he might not have said too much whenever we were all out, but when you but when he spoke, people paid attention. Yes. Because it was always yes. worth listening to. Yes. Yeah. You should be right. very, you know, you should be very proud I of am. the relationship that you had of with, with him. I am. And you should be very proud of who you are now. Absolutely. And how far you have come. Because um, I, you know, I, I just, I'm an awe. I really, really am. But I know it hasn't been easy. No. And again, that's why you should be proud because yeah. you've manoeuvred your way through it. And even in his work life, you know, Tim, Tim had two families. Mm-hmm. Tim had his... Did you even the way they all spoke exactly. about him afterwards? You know, Tim has his family, as in us, 
but Tim has his work family yeah. who still miss him every single day. Yes. And love him. And how good he was yeah. and all in yeah. his, his work. And, and you know, oh he, you know, at his funeral, you know, there was a few insights for them into the person that he was at home. At home. Yeah. And for us, from the feedback we were getting from them, we got this completely different insight into what we thought Tim was Aww. like at work. Isn't that so interesting? And we really met in the middle and exchanged stories. Yeah. And and we still do at times, not as often now, but you know, we did a thing for Tim on the first anniversary, the Tim's Walk Around Ireland, yeah, which I did was, it. you did it, Me that's Chris right. Did it. Yeah. And yeah, it was phenomenal, that. the support. Yeah. That the WhatsApp group family needed to be put, it put was, on mute, Sonia. I mean, <laughs> unbelievable. Yeah, it really was. You and know, you raised a lot of money as um, well. And the Just Giving page yeah. that Ellie set up in yeah. memory of her dad, that, that was a huge thing. You know, I was reluctant at the beginning um, because I thought... But she needed mm, to do that, Sonia. But the way Just Giving set it up, it goes straight to the charity. Yeah. So I had peace with that. Yes, you don't need to handle no it. No responsibility. Yes. That's fine. It goes straight to the charity. Yeah. So um, we've we've raised thousands in memory of Tim and it's all gone to the Royal Hospital. Yeah. Um, Which is wonderful. Him. Which is wonderful. You, you know, know, so, you know, we really, we really are so proud of Tim. Yeah. And we will always have that sense of pride. Yeah. Um, he, As he was of all you when he was absolutely. here and, and he will be now because you know he's around. Absolutely. He left this world with no regrets. He left this world very, very suddenly. So he didn't have time to say the things that he wanted to say. We didn't but have the time. But I remember a friend saying to me, but you know what? There was nothing needed to be said. Yeah. Oh my God. How yeah. lovely is that? And uh, if if that's the takeaway from this, uh-huh. is that you don't know what's around the corner, yeah. and try not to have regrets, absolutely, and try not to leave anything absolutely. left. Absolutely, not many people would never go to bed on an argument. Yeah. Please, God, everybody, anyone yeah. that's listening yeah. to this, yeah. If you love somebody, and you have, we all have arguments, yeah. we all have fallouts. Yeah. Thank God. Tim and I haven't had any crosswords yeah, yeah, yeah. or anything yeah. because I think that would have been horrific. Yeah. Yes. And that would have been horrific. A great message to say. Absolutely. Just nothing, always nothing's that sleep. important. Always go to sleep with a smile on your yeah. face if you can. Yeah. Um, but the other thing I would say, and I know this is very difficult and it's something that I wished that Tim and I had done, but I just wish that we had maybe discussed certain things. I don't know what Tim wanted when he passed. Oh, right. Okay. So I don't know. Did he want to be cremated? Buried? Yes. You know, whatever. It's conversations we put off. Yeah. Right? So I know they're not nice conversations to have, but just do it. Yeah. yeah. Get it done. Because it Get makes it, it easier for the one. Look, you might be in your 30s, 40s, whatever. Anything can happen at any time, but yeah. don't live your life bad either. Yeah. Just, just have those conversations. Put it to one side. I beat myself up terribly, not knowing was I doing the right thing. Yes. But Tim was such a man of little fuss. I just thought, well, he'll be good. happy, whatever. He'll yeah. just say, Sonia, you do what's right for you. Yeah. yeah. And that's what I did. Yeah. So, um, but if, you, if you're if you comfortable with it and you feel it's something that you can do as a couple or whatever situation yeah. you're in, I think it's worthwhile. That's good. Very good. good. Well, look at her. We're nearly at 50 m- m- minutes. We were just chatting, chatting, chatting. I but I do think your story will inspire people to really just... Even if it's only for the duration of listening to the podcast, mm-hmm. to go right, what's important? Yeah, what's and it's important? So raw you and know, real. and I think, like you said, like sometimes we kind of close in, don't we, and we don't yeah. talk about these things. Absolutely. So I think it will be a complete inspiration to show Absolutely. how far you've come. And there's always a way out. out. There's, there's always, always life hope. beyond. Yeah. Yeah. There there's, is life beyond hope. it all, and hope, there's and hope. there is joy and happiness and smiles and laughter. Yeah, and um, a lot, but a lot of the time, it's up to you to find it within yourself. Yes. And Allow yourself the time and the grace. Yes, and do it at your own pace. Yeah. Don't let anyone tell you yeah, that there's a time scale yeah. or, you, you know, feel a you way do or... it when you're ready. And it is, it's a process. It's not like an instant fix. Yes. You know, gradually you just start to think, oh my goodness, I am starting to... You're, the, the, you're beginning to flower again. You feel physically and emotionally different. You, you yeah. start to just feel stronger mm-hmm. within yourself as well. And you start to look... 
you know, instead of going to the beach and feeling sad, you yeah. know, I would go to the beach and I would look at the sea yeah. and I just would want to cry because yeah. Tim and I would never look at that together again. Mm-hmm. Now I go to the ocean, I feel peace and I feel mm-hmm. happiness because... You had the chance at one point to Absolutely. do that together. Yeah. Absolutely. So you do reverse things. Things do things do turn around. Yeah. But they you do it. probably feel it and you sound like a lot more connected to yourself too sometimes when you go through yeah. so much... You, when you have no choice but to feel that horrible raw absolutely feeling of grief and pain and absolutely. all that you have no choice but to, to feel that absolutely. and to kind of become a wee bit more connected absolutely. to yourself definitely like, and you know you do spend time with people you want to spend time with and you do the things that make you happy yes. yeah. you make different life choices yeah. you say yes to the things you want to yes. say yes to yes. and say no to That's the stuff fun. you yes. absolutely <laughs> and it's learning rules to live by rules people to live yeah by. And I think it's learning what makes you happy. Yeah. Yes. Because sometimes we forget about that. Because we forget what makes yeah. us happy. We just and go along with the crowd and the do the simple thing. simple things. It mm. could be somebody making you a nice cup of tea and giving you a big bun. or Coffee in know, the morning is my thing. Just absolutely. Have an hour of my own, drinking my coffee. But going, it's yeah. the simple things. And it? enjoy those. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, really, I do appreciate so much more in my life now than yeah. I ever did before. Which you is know. amazing. So, you know, there are positives that come out of it as well, which is hard note, to believe. <laughs> yes, but on that note, we will, we will, we will end the podcast because that's quite a nice note to end that yeah. there's always, you can positives. always look at things in a brighter way. It might take you a while to get there, but, but you can get there eventually. Thank you so much. Thank Sonia. you. Thank, so, you. So, Thank so you for listening You've to me. You made me cry for the first easy. time on any of our 23 <laughs> episodes. Okay. Well, I, I, I seem to have that effect on people. Yeah. <laughs> well, actually, I think it's just a measure of Tim and the impact he had on people, even though I hadn't seen Tim for a long time yeah. before he passed. Yeah. But it is just a measure of yeah. the impact that he did have yeah. on people Absolutely. and how truly yeah. sad people were Absolutely. about it. Um, I wish I had um, well, you've got an essence. You've got, like got the essence of them. Mm-hmm. So we hope that you enjoyed this episode and hopefully just pull some snippet from it that will help you yeah, in any way. Because that's, that's all I want. That's all we ever want yeah. to do is just to let you see mm-hmm. that there's there's always there's always ways out. There's always hope. There's always joy to be found. Absolutely. In anything. So thank you so much, Miss Sonia. Thank you. Thank you, Carrie. So we'll, thank we'll, you, we'll, I let the dog out of the crate. Yes. <laughs> pizza, or actually, He's been pizza amazing. Oh, by the way, Bono, by the way, is named after Bono from you too because that was Tim's, <laughs> Tim's favourite, favourite band. band. So yes, we now oh, have a puppy called Bono. Bono who is just peeing all around this house. He is an absolute pain but still brings He's joy. gorgeous. He's absolutely <laughs> gorgeous. Yeah, we're we're finding the joy in Bonham. Um Okay, everybody, have a great week, and we will speak to you on Thursday. Bye. Bye. Bye.